0: Welcome back. I told you that we would not have as long of a break as we did before. And I am holding to my promise to keep doing this podcast once a week. I try to record them on Friday evening, which is the Sabbath. And I plan on continuing that. I don't have a specific time. I just... Um, try to record them on Friday evening. So we are on the section of the testimonies called Faith in God. The section on Faith in God talks about not becoming so easily discouraged. There are some beautiful quotes from this chapter. I think most of us have prayed for things with a true and honest heart and often felt like God was not answering our prayers. We have prayed for good things and we do not understand why a God who loves us would not answer in the way that we think he should. Maybe you have not come to God because you feel you are not worthy. Your sins are too great and you cannot accept that God will continue to forgive you for continually messing things up or perhaps you feel that your burdens are too light with millions of people in the world many have much more serious problems than yours friends i am telling you that god is calling us to come boldly before the throne of god and he longs to hear from us in luke 18 Jesus tells the parable of a widow who comes continually before a godless judge and begs him to grant her petition. Finally, because the judge is tired of hearing the woman's complaints every day, he grants her request. How much more willing is a God who loves you willing to grant you your request at the exact time you need it when you come to him with a pure and honest heart. I found a modern version of the parable in Luke 18, and it happened to a lady named Myra Gaines. You can find this story in more detail at neworleanshistorical.org. The Myra Clark Gaines litigation is known as the longest case in US history beginning around 1834 and culminating in a ruling in her favor and against the city of new orleans in 1889 myra clark gaines was born on december 27 1806 the daughter of Zerline carrier and daniel clark a wealthy new orleans businessman And the first congressman from the territory of new orleans before new orleans had become a state unaware of her biological parents myra clark gaines was raised by colonel and mrs samuel b davis who were friends of daniel clark at the time of her first marriage to william wallace whitney myra discovered that daniel clark was her father So she filed a suit in both Louisiana state court and federal court court, arguing that she was the legitimate daughter of Daniel Clark and the heir of his fortune. He was a very wealthy man. The controversy centered on two wills allegedly executed by Daniel Clark before his death on August 16, 1813. The first will, which was dated 1810, left the bulk of Daniel Clark's estate to his mother, Mary Clark, with his business associates, Ralph and Chu, as the executors. The second will, allegedly handwritten, dated on July 13, 1813, left his fortune to Myra Clark with different executors Daniel Clark had spoken of his second will prior to his death, stating that he was leaving everything he had to his daughter. After his death, the second will mysteriously disappeared, and the first will was probated. The court eventually granted Myra Clark Gaines her request. Unfortunately, she died in 1885, four years before the court finally ruled in her favor. And friends, just like Meyer-Clark Gaines, we too have an inheritance. Ephesians 1.11 states, In him we have obtained an inheritance, having been predestined according to the purpose of him who works all things according to the counsel of his will. But unlike the Meyer-Clark Gaines story when Jesus died on the cross for you. He left no question. There weren't there were not two wills done to cause any confusion about your salvation. When Jesus died on the cross, he made your salvation sure. All you have to do is accept the gift. But you know what? The devil is a liar. And the devil is probably, at times, he gets into our lives and he starts lying to us, saying we're not good enough, saying we're not worthy. And so the Bible gives us counsel as to what to do to fight the devil with that. And that is a constant going to Jesus and relying on him just like the woman did in the parable in Luke 18. The widow, the widow who has lost her husband, a woman in Israel who doesn't have a lot of clout because she's a woman, yet she goes to this judge saying, avenge me, And do me justice. This is the widow's prayer. Ellen White talks about this in Christ's Object Lessons on page 166. The widow's prayer, avenge me, do me justice of mine adversary, represents the prayer of God's children. Satan is their great adversary. He is the accuser of her brethren who accuses them before God day and night. You can read about that in Revelation 12, 10. He is continually working to misrepresent and accuse to deceive and destroy the people of God. And it is for deliverance from the power of Satan and his agents that in this parable, Christ teaches his disciples to pray. Have you ever wondered, why am I so discouraged now? It wasn't like this when I first became a Christian or when I rededicated my life to Jesus. Paul talks about that in Hebrews. Hebrews 10, 35 through 39 in the message version says this. Remember those early days after you first saw the light? Those were the hard times. Kicked around in public, targets of every kind of abuse. Some days it was you, other days your friends. If some friends went to prison, you stuck by them. If some enemies broke in and seized your goods, you let them go with a smile, knowing they couldn't touch your real treasure. Nothing they did bothered you. Nothing set you back. So don't throw it all away now. You were sure of yourselves then. It's still a sure thing, but you need to stick it out staying with God's plan, so you'll be there for the promised completion. It won't be long now. He's on the way. He'll show up most any minute. But anyone who is right with me thrives on loyal trust. If he cuts and runs, I won't be very happy. But we're not quitters who lose out. Oh, no will stay with it and survive, trusting all the way. I want to read another Bible text from Revelation fourteen twelve. Here is the patience of the saints. Here are those who keep the commandments of God and the faith of Jesus. Friends, the testimony of having faith in God and not being discouraged is a testimony for the end times. It's important to understand that there is a spiritual battle going on every day, and Satan is continuing to lie to you. He's telling you that you are not good enough. God is not hearing your prayers. But the Lord is crying out for you to cry out to him, not like day and night. Pray that we are part of the group in Revelation 14, 12 that has the patience of the saints. They're patient. They pray. They cry out day and night. The patience of the saints who keep the commandments of God. Thank you for joining me. Um, Please come back next week and we will be discussing the next section which will be on preparing to meet thy Lord.